continue down that uh, through this little book. It's not a long book, but boy, it's got a lot packed in it. And I've enjoyed studying this out and learning more about everything that's involved in it. Ruth is out gleaning, been working all day. Uh, she's had a tremendous day, met Boaz, had lunch with him, had a first day she met, had the first date with him, treated her with, uh, he treated her with honor, with dignity, and her testimony has been such that's impressed everyone around her. And so uh, that's where, kind of where we're at with her. She's uh, now coming home uh, from the day, and so I want to uh, pick this up uh, in verse 17 of Ruth 2. So she gleaned in the field until even and beat out that she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went to the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth and gave to her what she had reserved after she was sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today, and where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she showed her mother-in-law, with whom she had wrought, and said, This man's name, whom I wrought today, is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near uh, kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. Father, I pray you'd help us in the next few minutes we have here just to see uh, what we can out of this passage. In Jesus' name, amen. As we mentioned last time, as the hours would pass that day, Naomi would get a little more concerned about Ruth. I had no idea of what was going on because, I mean, sometimes we forget in an age with instant connection, like how different it was without cell phones. I mean, I lived in it for 26 years. You lived in it longer, some of you. Uh, some of you didn't, can't even imagine a universe without it, depending on what age we are. But uh, how did we do it? How do, you know, somebody goes away for the day and you can't reach them, you can't text them, you can't call them, and you just wait. And that's what Naomi was doing here. So we see the excitement in Naomi when Ruth arrives home, and that verifies her concern. Now, in our text, Ruth comes home and gives a report of her experiences. This report would be a delight to give. Ruth had been diligent, had worked hard, had a lot to show for it. In fact, much more than you would imagine that she would because of the kindness of Boaz. Uh, so it had, it, she had been uh, promised a place to glean for the rest of the harvest season. So not only did she come home with the mother load today, but she had a place to go for the rest of the season and they would be able to store up for the months to come. The news would not only be a delight to give, but it would be a delight to receive uh, and it uplifted, as we see here, Naomi's spirit, which was really low when the book started. I want to look at the going with the report here. The report's what we're talking about tonight. And uh, look at verse 18. And she took it up and went into the city. Uh, what she took up to carry uh, here was the barley that she had gleaned. She put it in a probably some kind of sack or some kind of a, a container and was taking it home. Uh, the Bible says she took it up. There's an effort here in this carrying. She took it up by herself. She had gleaned about an ephah of barley. That is, uh, they, they think, around the neighborhood of 20 to 25 pounds. And to carry that amount of grain for uh, would be some effort, especially for a girl, you know. So uh, here she is having to carry that home. And she's, she is, as we've already seen, hard worker, you know, uh, Ruth is. She's She's a diligent worker, and it's such a blessing to see that character in her. Ruth did not disdain work. i got young people in here today. That's uh, one of the greatest things you can have. Work ethic is better than skill. Uh, the work ethic is better than 
uh, college degree, in my opinion. And so uh, being willing to work, uh, many people do have problems with their, I heard this story in 1960, I didn't hear it in 1960, it happened in 1960. John Kennedy was running for president and he was campaigning near a coal mine in Western Virginia, uh, West Virginia. One of the miners put a series of questions to Kennedy, and uh, he's kind of, kind of an antagonistic way. He says, is it true that your father is one of the wealthiest men in the world? And Kennedy answered, yes. Well, then is it true also that you always had everything you did? Kennedy answered that, yes, he's always had what he's wanted. The miner is getting louder at this time. People are starting to listen to what he's saying and paying attention. Then it's also true you've never done a day's work with your hands your whole life. Kennedy was a little embarrassed, but he said, yes, that's true. The coal miner drew himself up to his full height, barked out to Kennedy, looking straight in the eye. Well, then let me tell you something. You haven't missed a thing. Uh, and that's how some of us look at work. You know, uh, Like it's a drag. And he's telling Kennedy, you're lucky you haven't had work your whole life. Uh, now, Ruth did. And... Praise God for those that work. We ought, ought to, to, to have a good work ethic about us. God's children ought to have a good work ethic. And so, so that's Ruth had, and it's commendable. Uh, that's why we've mentioned it several times. Uh, she, she already, already we've seen she was an attractive woman. Uh, she brought the attention of Boaz when immediately they got there. That, that did not mean she wasn't willing to work. And, and a man who marries a woman who, who has beauty but will not work is going to regret that choice uh, soon enough. Matthew Henry, Henry said here, uh, and another thing that we see in the ethics here in Carrie the Grain, herself. I think that's important. Matthew Henry said, had she asked them to carry her load of grain, it's likely Boaz's servants would have done for her. Can you imagine what they would have sure. They've Boaz has been bending over backwards for her today, or this day. So then, then he goes on, we should study to be as little possible wholesome to them that kind to us. It was, uh, it was also good and commendable for her uh, doing it herself. The evidence in the carrying. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gained. As Ruth came to the view, Naomi could see by the load that uh, she was carrying that she, she had a, a good day. She saw that at a glance. She would, would have seen Ruth was industrious. She would have seen that uh, she had some special favor really because you're not just going just, to get this much just by uh, doing what the poor people do, do they're behind uh, the other gleaners. So uh, the, we need evidence for our faith as well. Uh, she was, it, it, it was very evident that these things were true. true, true. The industrious of, of her, the hard work, the fact that uh, somebody showed grace to her, that she was, uh, had many of these rewards because of that, and so it was evident. Many people will tell others they're Christian, but their grain bag is empty a grain bag of virtuous living if we want to make a picture out of it. Uh, and so, God give us a Christianity that even from a distance, it's a testimony to others and evidence of the realness of our faith. Then uh, the Bible goes on to say here, she went to the city. The, the uh, city here, here is a pictures, it pictures the place of need. This is where the need was. This is where Naomi was. She went to uh, where there was the need. She had been rich with blessings this day. And then with what she had gleaned, she goes to where there is a dire need of food was Naomi's house. The lesson from Ruth's action here is, is, is an important one for us, because God, God blesses us so that we can do it. God doesn't bless us so it's just for our benefit. 
Uh, she was blessed, and then she goes immediately to the place of need, which was Naomi's house, uh, to pour that out on her as well. Uh, God bless us so we can be a blessing to others. Second Corinthians chapter 4, who, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them, them which are in any trouble. That's why we are given things. That's why we are blessed, so that we might bless others. I love the phrase I heard a few years ago, we ought to be a river, not a reservoir. To be faithful to us. The blessings of God, uh, really, really any, any God brings into our life, let's let it flow into the lives of others as well. well Ruth had, met, met, uh, had her need met as she helped meet the needs of others. There's another important principle. Uh, you know, when we start focusing right here on me, when we start focusing on my Troubles, if I, if I have some of my troubles, my problems, woe is me, feeling sorry for myself, then, then it's not going to help, it's not going to any better, I'm not going to be encouraged. If, if I start to try to encourage other people, try to meet their needs, it's amazing what God, God does in our lives as well. Uh, go on in, in verse 13 there. She brought forth and gave to her that she had reserved after she was sufficed. I take my girls out on dates, as I've told you before, and, and have had years since they were little, little and, and when, I, when I do, especially when they were little, little something happens when they become, they become a little selfish, but uh, when they were little, it was always a big deal to get, get a doggy bag together to, to take home, I mean, because they wanted to share the bounty, you know, with, what, with the ones that were left at home, and of course, as we would leave, it's, it's not a common uh, for the ones to instruct what to bring home and the dog when we come back. And so uh, we go to go to, go to the best place on earth, Texas Roadhouse. Can I have an amen? Uh, and they give Texas Roadhouse, after you're done eating, remember the rolls, by the way, there? If you haven't, that's what we're in heaven, I'm convinced. And uh, so we go to, we, we go there, and after we're done eating, they'll give you a whole bunch of rolls in a bag to take, take home. Just thank you for eating here. And uh, so... We do that, and then of course we get home. It's like a bunch of flies buzzing around us as they're looking for those lovers. But we saw what happened here. Boaz had eaten with Ruth, had had invited her to his table, had eaten with her. Uh, Boaz had been generous in that that food. She had more than she could eat, and she saved extra food so she could bring them to Naomi. We mentioned that last week. And now to me, that's not that big of a deal. I mean, have leftovers to take home, but it's no worry because it's in the Bible. It's mentioned in there specifically. This action shows she's, she cared for Naomi, number one. We already know that, but uh, by the way, Boaz mentioned that in chapter 2, verse 11, how much that it was evident that she cared for Naomi. And it's a small thing, but it's a window into her heart. What, what we do for other people. We are so self-focused in our culture today. We don't think, we don't think, outward. we don't think about others at all. And so this just gives the window in there. And when, when you, the folks of good favor, others, it's very hard to not the focus on yourself. You're the, the, the focus of good favor. And so it's easy to forget others when that happens. When, it's, when good things are coming your way, it's easy to forget about uh, other people. And then, you know, often I've told my daughters in that situation, it's funny, it never happens with my sons. My sons never, never about bringing anything home. <laughs> they just, 
surfed it all down. So when daughters, I would tell them, look, look, their chance. This is about you tonight. Don't bring them later. You just, and, uh, but secretly, as you can imagine, I was still pleased because it was cared about uh, somebody other than themselves. It shows a caring heart. Now, just brings up a question. What things do you do throughout your life to show that you care about other people? Doesn't have to be big. Look, this was a little, little thing. It was it's big enough to be mentioned in the Bible. What little things do you do? It makes a difference in our kindness for other people. We ought to do that. By the way, Jesus cared, did he not? Jesus cared. Henry Newman said this, and I quote: "What we see and want to see is his cure and change. But what we do not see and do not want to see is." The participation in the pain, the solidarity of suffering, the sharing in the experience of brokenness. And still, cure without care is as dehumanizing as a gift given with a cold heart. Now, Jesus cared and cured. This is his point. Jesus cared. He not only cured people, but cared about them. And he, he did participate in the pain. And he, he, he did solidarity in suffering. And Jesus... Cared and he cured. No, we can't always cure, but we can't always care. So we ought to do that, and that is shown here Ruth. Ruth uh, was selfless. She had been shown kindness, but she did not internalize them so that she forgot Naomi. People who are selfish quickly forget all about others, especially when they're giving reward or good things. Uh, good character, though, keeps the unselfish person focused on the needs of others even when it's raining in my life, you know. So, that's what we see with uh, with Ruth here. Saving the extra food for Naomi might look like a small thing, but the Bible does put it. And God thinks highly of unselfishness. See it all throughout the Bible. So, Peter 3, 8, Finally, find ye all one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Important to him. And we need to pay attention, of course, to what's important to God. Amen. We need to, to always keep that, that forefront in our mind. Now, she was not only self, selfless, she was satisfied. In, in verse number 14 and in verse number 18, it says that she was sufficed. Even the word sufficed is translated, forfeited, I should say, uh, translated into two different words that mean basically the same thing. Full, to be satisfied, and abundance. And remember that Boaz is satisfying Ruth with food, and remember, Boaz is a type of Christ. Ty, uh, in, uh, in that type also, the word sufficient shows up twice. It reminds us that Christ satisfies the soul of man, as Boaz did here. Psalm 107, verse 9, he satisfieth the longing soul. Or 2 Corinthians 12, 9, his grace is sufficient for you. I hope you feel that satisfaction spiritually from the Lord. The world can't satisfy... Can I say it again? Listen up, young people. The world cannot satisfy. It does not matter what you achieve. It does not matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how much material goods or how many, what kind of position or how much fame. It does not satisfy. But, but Jesus Christ always satisfies. Uh, did as Boaz did with Ruth. Remember uh, so, much, so much she had food left over. Remember when he fed the 5,000 men and their families? And what they had left over? Twelve baskets. They started out with a sack lunch, the twelve baskets left over in the end. 
Jesus always abundantly satisfies. And that was what we uh, Let's look at the report, though, as she... Uh, you could say the report began as soon as she saw Ruth. That's what I've been talking about here. He's not even started to talk yet. But I want to look at the verbal one as well. Uh, verse 19. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou leaned today, and where wroughtest thou? Naomi's interest in knowing where Ruth had gleaned, uh, it was piqued because she wanted to know who the owner of the place was. Obviously, Ruth did very well. She knew that someone had showed her special favors. So she asked the question, where are thou basically what we would say today? Where have you been? Now there are two different feelings when you hear that question. Where have you been? And it depends on whether you've been good, whether you've been where you shouldn't have been. Like a teenager that comes home late. I had had that question from my parents several times. If I'm not home when it's expected to be. If you're doing wrong... You'll get, you'll get defensive. If you're doing right, you'll, you'll be eager to tell them where you were and as Ruth was. And may we live in such a way that that's always a positive question. So, so then verse 19, after she showed her that, where hast thou gleaned today, where wroughtest thou blessed be that did take knowledge of thee? Did you notice in here? Ruth never answered the question. She's really just kind of spilling out here, and Naomi's just talking over herself. Where you been? Who's helped you? Blessed be he that took knowledge of thee. Naomi praised the one who helped her. The excitement can be clearly seen here. Naomi's uh, speaking. It's obvious that somebody had taken special knowledge, and she recognized that. The word knowledge is a word that means to discern, to distinguish. I think that's interesting. Naomi could tell that someone had discerned Ruth's good, good character what type of person she was. Remember, Ruth is a Moabitess. She's brought her from the far country. Naomi knows what kind of character she is, a uh, character she has, and uh, the, the good that she is, and the good heart that she has. Now she's pleased that someone else took knowledge of that. They re recognize that in her. And so she praised him for his action. The blessed statement showed that a change has come over Naomi's attitude here. Remember, remember when Naomi came back, very cheerful. There was no blessed in, in her talk then. And, and she told everybody to call her Mara, which means, don't call me Naomi, call me bitter. How's that for an attitude? That's a person you want to go out and lunch with, isn't it? Uh, somebody that's all uh, sour, bitter in their attitude. Now she's talking differently. Naomi has, cha has changed bitterness to blessedness. And the human cause of all this was Ruth. Ruth's good behavior, her positive outlook, don't miss this, affected a great change in Naomi. Now, isn't that a blessing? Because every single one of us has the same opportunity in our life. Influence to change for the better. May God use us to change people from bitterness to blessedness, from sourness to sweetness, from unholiness to holiness. Oh, but we've all met people who do just the opposite. When, when you see them, they change a day to a cloudy one. They, uh, I forget what cartoon I've seen years ago as a kid, but where that cloud rain follows the person, you know, wherever they go, there's a cloud of rain above them. We know people like that. Be that person. William Taylor's influence is exaltation of character. Basically, character. you have character, then... 
influence comes out from that. Let it be a good character and let it be a good influence. Dr. John Getty went to an anidium for an 1848 missionary. He worked there for 24 years. On a tablet erected in his memory are these words. When he landed in 1848, there were no notions. When he left in 1872, there were no heathen. Imagine that. What an influence he had. We can, we're, not, we're not glorify men, but we allow God to work through us. We can influence on people. We can impact some attitude, and that's what Ruth did to Naomi. She had a rotten attitude when she got back home. But Ruth, her positive outlook, her hard work, and her take-charge attitude and doing what God wanted her to do, she changed that, that uh, attitude in Naomi. Imagine having, having that kind of influence. My life shall touch a dozen lives for this day is done. Leave countless marks for good or evil, ere sets the evening sun. This is the wish, it's a prayer I always pray. Lord, help my life, help other lives as just along the way. That should be our prayer every day as well. Verse 19. When she showed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought, said that this man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. The word showed in this verse means to bring a light, to exhibit, to, to show openly. This indicates that Ruth showed Naomi or told her mother about Boaz and just his name. The Bible is condensing it for us here. She showed him Boaz. His name's Boaz. So she would have told her of his character, of his favors, of his kindness. Tell us his name. Showed involves, and I'm suspecting it involves more than more conversation that is not recorded in Scripture here. Rejoice, verse 20. And Naomi said unto daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. Notice here, Naomi's response. She knew the uh, ramifications of Boaz being involved here. We're going to see that starting next week. She had twofold response. Glory for God, blessed be he of the Lord. This is an improvement to her earlier, previous blessed she had. Uh, which showed a change in her attitude, but this improves it even more. It added of the Lord. It recognizes God was involved in Ruth's success. It, we need more praising of God, don't we? How often take credit? It's interesting to me sometimes that people take credit for the good that happens in their life, but when something bad happens, it's always just, oh, uh, somebody else's fault or God's allowing this to happen to them. Them. We need to praise the Lord. Too often we say, blessed is he. We, we need to add of the Lord, not just please, uh, praise men or ourselves. And then, gratitude, uh, glory for God and forgiveness, who have not left off his kindness to the living, to the dead. This statement of gratitude for Boaz indicates he had previously helped Naomi's family. He's not left off kindness. He's not stopped being kind. He's continuing his kindness. So, uh, he's Naomi's grateful for it here. And Again, we could harp on that for a while. We ought to be grateful. We are in our society today. We're not grateful. Uh, I can do things for people, and you do things for people, and often don't get a thank you, don't get an acknowledgement or anything. Just people aren't grateful as much. But grateful is not not only the greatest gratitude. I should say it is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. She is not, or he has not left off his kindness. It's a great picture of God's faithfulness to us. 
Paul talked about this in Thessalonians 5 and 4, 4, faithful is he that calleth who also will do it. Naomi's family spurned the help of Boaz went to Moab. This cost them dearly. Let us never spurn help of God and just like God uh, here Boaz is willing to help again when, when they come back to where they ought to be. It's a great picture of that. And next week we're going to get into the kinsman redeemer. It's an exciting picture in the book of Ruth. Our kinsman redeemer is as well. We can learn some things about along the way. Uh, I want to say again.